0: chapter fourteen of the brownies and prince florimel by palmer cox this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by jude summers what the policeman discovered like a covey of startled quail the brownies flew after the policeman for each was very curious to learn of the discovery that he had made They knew that with his keen sense of dramatic values, he wished to keep them in suspense as long as possible, so that only at the proper moment would the mystery be solved. His fleet little feet paddled along the sand, followed by others equally so, and he led them a stiff pace for perhaps a mile down the beach. There, lying behind a dune that offered a shelter from the creeping tides, they viewed the cause of all his excitement. Scattered on the sand were some dingy old frayed uniforms, caps, and hobnailed shoes, of which they counted five complete sets in all, while nearby, piled into a heap, were some immense brass musical instruments, some bent and battered in places, and all tarnished by the weather. Soon they were making a minute inspection of these objects, which for some inexplicable reason had been abandoned by their owners." the uniforms and caps were of worn blue cloth and the latter had visors and braids of gold around them the sleeves of the coats likewise were braided with gold with much interest in their work the brownies began to separate the instruments that formed a heap there were two coronets a saxophone a trombone and a tremendous tuba that wound around and around and had a mouth so big that a brownie could have easily crawled inside while they were examining the outfit there was much speculation as to whom it belonged and the only conclusion they could arrive at was that the original possessors had been some itinerant german band it was not so strange to them that a german band should be in Dragonfell's enchanted country for they knew that german bands go everywhere sometimes they can even be found at the north pole the only strange thing about it was that while the uniforms and instruments were there the owners were missing i wonder what's become of the band said king stanislaus very much puzzled perhaps someone heard them play suggested the dude his majesty gave a sudden start humph he grunted "'What you have just hinted at rather unsettles an idea "'that suddenly occurred to me.' "'Maybe you were thinking of the same thing I was,' said the policeman. "'That's very possible,' said the monarch, "'for great minds sometimes think alike. "'I was thinking that some of us could disguise ourselves as a German band "'and maybe gain admittance to the palace.' "'That's just what I was thinking,' said the policeman.' in that way went on king stanislaus we might be able to get some knowledge of dragonfell's real strength and find out just how we stood the chance might come to us to spirit away queen titania and her companions which of us would you choose your majesty asked an eager brownie all of them crowded around each with the hope that king stanislaus would select him for the task which involved so great a risk HE LOOKED THEM OVER AND FINALLY, WITH HIS MIND MADE UP, SPOKE IN SLOW-MEASURED TONES. OF COURSE, I'LL BE THE LEADER, HE ANNOUNCED. THAT WILL LEAVE JUST FOUR TO GO WITH ME, AND I'LL TAKE THE POLICEMAN, SAILOR, GERMAN, AND IRISHMAN. THE REST OF YOU MUST HIDE JUST OUTSIDE THE PALACE TO BE READY INSTANTLY IN CASE YOU ARE NEEDED. There was great delight on the part of the four who were to share with the king the danger, and keen disappointment among all the others. But no one thought of questioning the royal decision. "'I didn't forget my tin box of disguises, sire,' reminded the policeman. "'Good, officer,' said King Stanislaus, with an approving nod. "'They'll all come in handy. You've got plenty of false noses and mustaches, I suppose.' the policeman gave a knowing wink you'll need a rehearsal won't you said the dude no said king stanislaus decidedly the worse we play the cleverer will be the deception then he and the four selected by him began to make preparations for their queer masquerade and in these the whole band assisted the coats and trousers had probably hung on their original wearers badly but they fitted the brownies who tried them on much worse the general effect would have brought deep shame to any conscientious tailor who had made them but nimble fingers soon accomplished wonders with a tuck here and there and the deft use of an occasional pin the ends of the trousers had to be rolled up a number of times and the coats turned up on the inside when they put on the big hobnailed shoes their long tapering feet were lost in them and the whole brownie identity completely disappeared after they had donned the false noses and mustaches that the policeman handed around no one familiar with the brownie band would have recognized these particular five and their disguise was pronounced admirable by one and all the breast of the coat that had fallen to the sailor was all covered with medals and it was the only one of the lot that was decorated in this manner king stanislaus thought that as the leader he was more properly fitted to wear this coat but the sailor seemed reluctant to give it up so his majesty good-naturedly did not press the matter he chose a coronet and the sailor the remaining one the policeman took the saxophone and the german the slide trombone that left only the tuba for the irishman and it was so big that he could hardly manage it thus fully equipped and with the whole band for an escort the indomitable quintet set forth on their delicate mission dragonfell's palace was a good deal farther away than they had supposed for the atmosphere was very clear so that objects at a distance seemed much nearer than they really were there was a fair road that led to it from the beach and this took them over a rickety wooden bridge that spanned one of the numerous tidewater creeks in the vicinity but before they reached the bridge they came to a small framed structure over whose arched doors was the sign neptune hook and ladder company number one which caused remarks evidently dragonfell has a fire department said king stanislaus this is a most interesting discovery "'Why, I could have told you that,' said a brownie. "'I saw it some time ago.' "'You should have done so,' his majesty reproved. "'It may have a very important bearing on what we are about to try to do. "'But what was that?' "'Something dim and shadowy flitted past in the dark, "'with the whirring sound of a night-bat. "'I saw it,' the policeman spoke up quickly. "'There was a gleam of red, and I thought I could distinguish a bow and quiver.' a bow and quiver repeated king stanislaus and his face grew suddenly grave i hope they were not prince florimel's i am greatly distressed by the fear that some dire mishap has come to him his majesty would have felt very much relieved in mind if he could have known that nothing serious had occurred to the prince when like the rest of the brownies florimel had gone to seek what information he could he had strayed nearer to the palace than perhaps in prudence he should have done with the impetuosity of youth he was ready to storm the palace single-handed but he realized that such a rash foolhardy attempt would only bring disaster to the whole band so he gazed toward the lights that gleamed from the windows wondering all the time what titania was doing at the time and if dragonfell was very cruel to her He was really helpless just then to exert himself in her behalf, and he turned with a sigh to go back. The rigors of the hardships through which he had passed pressed heavily, and excessive weariness overcame him. He felt a sudden faintness and sank upon a grassy bank to rest. He did not dream that prying eyes for some time had been watching him from an open panel in a fence hard by. Those keen, malicious orbs followed every movement that Florimel made, and when they noticed him yawn and rub his lids to keep the sleep from them, they glittered and gleamed with exultation. Then Florimel's eyes, in spite of him, closed, and his tired head sank back in the deep grass. From the fence the red spirit issued like a wraith noiselessly he advanced toward the unconscious prince and bending down began with deft adroit fingers to remove the quiver slung across his back but light as the thieving touch was it aroused florimel who sprang at once to his feet quick though he was he still was not quick enough all that he heard was a whirring sound and in a flash he noticed that his bow was missing his hand involuntarily sought his back only to find that his quiver had been craftily taken from it wide awake and full of alarm now he ran with all speed back to the locality that king stanislaus had designated for the reunion of the band but the half hour had elapsed and the brownies were not there then he noticed in the sand prints of narrow tapering feet all leading down the beach and he flew in the direction they pointed But when he reached the spot where the policeman had made his discovery, the brownies were not there either. He felt convinced that they had started for Dragonfell's palace, and he ran as fast as he could to overtake them, passing the engine-house and going over the bridge. When he was approaching the palace, he saw five persons, very small of stature, each with a big brass instrument, standing just outside the entrance. The doors swung suddenly open, and they passed through them, and then the doors closed again. Florimel quickened his pace with a determination to follow them, but just when he was about to pound upon the doors for admittance, tiny but strong hands grasped him and held him back, and he heard the whispered warning, Don't, or you will ruin all. End of chapter 14